Well, if you want to open your Bibles, you can open them to Matthew 28. Um, but, like I said at the beginning, uh, I want to take you on a little, give you kind of like a, a summer update of all the things that have been happening. Some of it you may have been a part of, uh, some of it you may have been completely oblivious to, um, and then some of it may be things that you've been praying for and praying about. But um, I thought that it would be good this week to give you kind of an update on all the things that have been happening in the church over the summer, uh, things that have been on my mind and uh, a part of, of my life as well, and, and not just mine, but others as well, which is related to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And then also just talk about what we're going to do in the future. I guess we'll start with that. So we got this week, and then we got next week, and then we have Connection Sunday. So we have a break that week. We won't be meeting. Uh, the, the adult Sunday school classes won't be meeting, and we'll be doing. If you've, Have you been to Connection Sunday before? It's basically like uh, a showing of all the different ministries in the church. It's the, the whole purpose. One of the greatest events of the church calendar. One of the greatest events of the church calendar. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's a way to get people connected that aren't serving already and to show you all the different ministries that are happening through the week, on Sunday mornings, uh, and just um, and, and, and to show you the needs of the church as well. We have the church is growing, and again, I mean, you guys are part of that, and you're seeing that. If you've been here a while, you know that this is a very different church than it was one year ago. Uh, if you're part of that wave of people, then you, this is, this is not what it was a year ago or three years ago. And so as the church grows, the needs grow, the ministries grow, um, and we definitely need um, uh, people to serve and to help in all the different ministries, from nursery all the way up to our widow's ministry and everything in between. And so that uh, Connection Sunday is basically just a way we'll use this room, and I believe both of these rooms over here, to display the different ministries of the church. Um, it allows you to see what all is happening, and then Lord willing to get plugged in if you're not already. Um, so that's, that'll be happening in two weeks. So I have this two-week window, this week and next week, and I thought, what are we going to do? I didn't want to jump into a brand new study and then put it on pause like right after we do the introduction. So what I, what I think we're going to, not what I think, I know, I've landed. I've landed the plane. <laughs> I was all over the place. Like a month ago or two months ago, I would have said, we're going into Romans. But then I started reading First Thessalonians. I was like, no, 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 we need to do this. And then I started talking to some of the guys, and I, I just, I got to this place where I was like, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is great. I'm sure we could pick any book, <laughs> and it would be good. But after talking to, to Shane, some of the pastors, and just uh, going, what would be a good, what's, what's something we haven't worked through as a church recently, um, and that would be very beneficial and helpful, we actually land on Deuteronomy, which I'm excited about, because I've never preached post-seminary from the Old Testament, so this will be uh, neat for me in that sense. And Deuteronomy is awesome. I, I mean, it's just like full of, of a lot of great stuff. Everything from some that throughout the whole Bible to some just great truths about salvation and compassion and mercy and forgiveness, the character of God. So I think this would be a great study um, for you eschatology people. Uh, it'll get into that a little bit. I definitely didn't want to do another eschatological book. That was really fun doing Revelation. But man, I, I was, uh, somebody said do Daniel next, and I was like, we need to get out of the eschatology for a little bit and, <laughs> and dive into something, something uh, different. So I think Deuteronomy is going to be uh, a good uh, study and a blessing for all of us. And so we'll start that after Connection Sunday. And that way we can start it and just keep moving and we don't take, like I said, do an intro and then a break. So this week, I want to do that. I'm calling this Going to the World. 
Uh, like I said, if I stop talking and get to the end, we'll talk about Matthew 28 a little bit, because that's kind of the text that I feel like weaves together a lot of the things I'm going to talk to you about. But really today is just, a, this is a missions update. It's, it's an update on our trips to Kenya, uh, Croatia, and Honduras. Uh, it's an update on what we did for Kids Camp this year, because the theme of Kids Camp this year was going to the world, and we actually uh, studied Matthew 28 in Kids Camp, and then we visited different missionaries and uh, heard from our missionaries, and so that. And then also I had a friend who stopped in recently who is leaving Arizona. He's a master's or a, um, expositor's graduate who is uh, planning a church in New Orleans, which again is the same theme. He's going into the world. He's going to New Orleans, planning a church. Uh, it's a, a, a needed place for sure. And uh, so I was going to tell you a little bit about him as well, because this is, like I said, this is what my summer entailed. I feel like it's just been a summer of, of missions uh, a missions focus, and uh, really, um, and, and like I said, a lot of these things you may not have been a part of. If you didn't have children in kids camp, you might be like, what is kids camp? Or if you're newer to the church, you might be like, I don't even know who you are, you know? And so, and, and then with the mission trips, I know a lot of you guys were praying for the mission trips, but I thought it'd be good to give you kind of a, um, let you know why we do them, what we did, and, and the purpose behind uh, short-term missions uh, and supporting our missionaries. So that's what we're going to do today. Is that cool? It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So the first thing that happened this summer uh, is kids camp. So June 13th to 16th. Uh, it's not the first thing. We had youth camp, but I didn't ask Caleb what they did, so I don't know what they did. <laughs> but uh, after youth camp, which is the first week of the summer, we had kids camp. And kids camp this year, our theme was go into the world. Um, and basically... Uh, I don't know if you know Chris Akins, but he drew this little ship, and then Stephanie Brandon built this ship on stage, and the kids traveled around the world through the skits and met Hudson Taylor, Robert Moffat, uh, Adoniram Judson, and John Patton, and learned about what they did as they went into the world to different places, unreached people groups, translating the Bible, uh, establishing the church, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, and gave their lives to do that. So these are kind of like pioneer missionaries that went to Africa and Burma and uh, the New Hebrides, the, the, the islands out in the Pacific and all that sort of stuff in China. Um, and so that was part of it that was really neat. And the other part of it was uh, that we actually um, heard from our missionaries. Uh, Kyle and Maya Baker in Nairobi uh, made a video for the kids and, and just showed the kids what they're doing in Nairobi, what life was like in Nairobi. Uh, we had the missionaries kind of uh, do videos oriented towards the kids to give them a, a glimpse of people that they actually know. I mean, Kyle and Maya were here for six years, and we know them very personally, Mark and uh, Caroline as well. And they're all over in Nairobi now, um, uh, establishing a church, training up men, and Lord willing, uh, establishing a, an institute for training pastors in Nairobi. Um, same thing with Chris and Nina Brackett, uh, Katie Brackett, their daughter, sent us a video to show us the ministry and crapping it. That's funny. I didn't even see you guys. They're right there. They came all the way here for this mission update. <laughs> hey, welcome to Brackets. The Brackets are here with us now. We got Gracie and Connor and, and Nina's parents are here with us as well. And there's Chris and Nina. Um, but actually, and I guess I'll tell you more about them soon when we get to the Croatia thing. So not to jump the gun. But uh, Katie did send us a video of their ministry in Krapina and talked to the kids about that. Um, I don't know if you know Kyle uh, Jones and uh, Eric Schlender, but they recently went down to Peru uh, and helped uh, set up a, a, a radio uh, 
antenna that will broadcast uh, the sermons uh, all throughout um, uh, South America. Actually, uh, they said that uh, some, someone that they knew was picking up the signal in, in San Diego. So it obviously was a pretty big uh, antenna that they set up. But, uh, but it allows uh, Brad and Gina Shaw, who are down there ministering in Peru, because uh, they used to have a, a radio ministry, uh, but something happened to it years ago. I can't remember, and uh, the, the, it was broken. They had to reestablish it, but now they're able to, uh, to to send sermons and to proclaim the gospel uh, to all kinds of unreached people groups through this. And so that was something that um, uh, Kyle, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Kyle and Eric did, and they told the children about that, which is again just something else that, as a church, the Lord's blessed us uh, with men that are going out and doing things like this. And then we had. Um, uh, um, oh my goodness, uh, Cooper Kelly. So Eric Kelly's uh, son went down to uh, Siguatapeque to Meta for a month and did an internship down in uh, in Honduras. And uh, and so that we had, you know, here's a college kid who spent a month of his life going to Honduras and helping minister down at Meta. So they all made videos for the kids and told these kids about these different ministries, which was such a blessing because it showed the children. I mean, we were talking all week about Matthew 28, that, you know, we talked about Christ's plan for the church and his command to the church to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that he has commanded us. And he's with us to the end of the age. So that's what we talked about. And then, uh, and then you had all these examples of, you know, like I said, Kyle and Maya, who were here, got trained up and are out doing the work themselves. You know, you have um, uh, uh, Katie Brackett, who is a missionary child who grew up on the field. And she's given the perspective of a child who grew up with parents who did that. But, and, and she's experienced it through being in the family. And then you have Cooper, who's just a college student, but then took a year or a month out of his life to go to Honduras and to serve uh, the Montoyas, and then you got Kyle and Eric, who just took a week off of work to go down and do something very practical that helped the ministry down there. And it just, and I was just telling the kids, so you know, as you grow up, some of you may be the next wave of men and women that go into the world to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of you may be right here, but you may uh, go and and either serve on these short terms mission teams or go as someone that can help out for a, a short period of time, like Cooper did, or I mean, sort of like Eric or, um, or uh, uh, um, Kyle did, or you, know, you can just take time to, to go and serve as an intern or on a short-term team like Cooper did. And so it was just a really neat kids' camp. Um, and like I said, the main thing was based around the teaching of Christ. And like I said, if we get through the update, I'll tell you a little bit about what Matthew 28 uh, focuses on. I mean, I've already told you a gist of it, but... Uh, but it's, it's, it's a wonderful truth from the lips of Christ that gives us absolute clarity on what our purpose here is on this earth, what, why he has established and built the church, and what we should be doing, whether that's in our neighborhood or in our school or, or overseas. We all have that calling, that we, if, if we are disciples, then we are disciple makers, and we must be telling others about Christ, and we must be teaching them uh, to obey Christ and to follow Christ. And, uh, and that's, that's the whole purpose of our life. And so I do have a little video. You want to see a little video of Kids Camp? I forgot to tell you this. Darby wrote an amazing song. If you haven't heard it, you need to go listen to his song. He wrote a song. Basically, he took my teaching notes, and he made a song out of it. And it's like the best song ever. And you'll, so you'll hear that. But it, it talks about what we talked about, going in the world, making disciples. And uh, the, by the end of the week, the kids all sang it. The parents came and got to hear what we talked about. So here's a little, this is a glimpse 
uh, of, of a video, the video that um, uh, Kobe and Noel made for us. So it lets you see kind of what happens at kids' camp. And then you can hear the song, and you can see what we did if you weren't there. So hopefully this works. Oh. Uh, can you turn up the volume on, if you look at the soundboard, there's one that says ATV, Apple TV. And you just got to unmute it, turn it up a little bit, and Lord willing, uh, it'll work. Lord willing, it won't be loud here at the very beginning. Whoops, that's the wrong one. It's coming through this. Let me, here, y'all watch that. <laughs> I'll work on the sound. There's the boat they floated around on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I dressed up. Kids camp. 
Um, and, and like, uh-oh, hold on. And like I said, um, it, it, was a, it was a blessing. Uh, at the end of the week, we were able to, we actually gave all the children two tracks, and they get a little goodie bag. They got a little, one, one biography of one of the uh, missionaries. There's actually a Christian book company that gave us these uh, children's books about these four different missionaries at like half cost. Uh, they just told them what we were doing, and they gave it, so we gave those to the kids. We gave them two tracks each and said, now your job is to go and to share the gospel with somebody. And so, and I had one mom that wrote me, and like the next day, the, the, she showed me a picture of their daughter who was on a ladder, like reaching over the fence, giving their uh, their neighbor a tract. I thought that was so cool, but it was just such a cool week, and it was great with the kids. And like I said, it was just, uh, and there was like, we had 200 and, I can't remember, 260-something, it was a lot of children from a lot of churches. So even the camp itself is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's outreach. A lot of neighbors of friends came and things like that. So that's Kids Camp. We'll do it again next year. Um, if you guys want to be a part of that and to come and to serve and to, to love on these children and to help, uh, we always need help with Kids Camp. Uh, the next thing that happened, June 19th to June 29th, was uh, Joel and Richard went over to, and, and their wives, uh, Kelly and Alicia, went over to Kenya to visit Mark and Caroline Indino and Kyle and Maya Baker. Um, and basically, they went over there for basically about a week and a half uh, to Grace Community Bible Church in Nairobi, where Mark is the pastor. And um, part of it was uh, in, installing Kyle now as uh, associate pastor and uh, just helping that church uh, as they begin to, um, you just get established and to grow. Um, and uh, Mark and Kyle are over there co-laboring to train up men. They already have a group of men that they're training up to learn how to expose the scripture, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in Nairobi. And the hope and the goal of the church, they've established a church, but also, Lord willing, uh, will long-term establish a training facility there in Nairobi to train men to preach God's truth uh, with clarity in Nairobi. And so, um, I know you guys love the Bakers, I know you love the Andinos, and I know many of you guys already support and pray for them, but that's just something that um, is happening uh, through our church. Our church is the sending church for both of these men, and um, you know, we as a church are learning how to send missionaries out. You know, we've supported missionaries in the past, but now we've actually sent two, um, and so that's new ground for us. And so we're always seeking to, to, know, to do that better, uh, to learn that, to know it. Um, and I thought I'd just share another little video with you that Maya made. This is the, the video she made for kid, the kids camp, but it's, it's cool because you get to see them in action in Nairobi, and it's just neat to see the bakers in their element. I mean, you just like, you see it, and you're like, yes, they were built for this, but uh, what, here's, here's a little video that Maya made. Like I said, this was made for kids camp, but it helps you get a glimpse of the bakers. Jumbo! This is Kyle, that's Rainer, that's Bodie, and I'm Maya. We are serving the Lord in the city of Nairobi. That's in the country of Kenya, which is on the continent of Africa. Here, everyone speaks English, and even the schools aren't English, but everyone also definitely speaks Swahili. Kyle, or Baba Rainer, which means Father Rainer, as parents are called by their oldest child's name, so I'm Mama Rainer, is here to help with the church plant. The word for church is Kanisa. A church plant at the church was recently started. This one needed the help of a trained teacher to help make disciples, teaching and training up other men to be leaders in the church. Faith Community Church sent our family out here to meet the need. Our church here, Grace Community Bible Church, meets at the very top of a mall. We all meet together for Sunday school, and then during the worship service, when the singing finishes, the kids go to a separate lesson. 
me and some of the other moms teach these lessons. I also have the wonderful privilege of getting to serve at home as a mama. It is my joy to get to teach my two boys. And we're expecting a third boy in July, Mungu Akipenda, Lord willing. Which, by the way, they had their baby. Kenya <laughs> looks very different depending on where you live. We live in a city, so we have a lot of the same things that your families do. Running water, electricity, internet, <laughs> a minivan, malls, grocery stores, and so on. There aren't lions and hyenas and hippos in our backyard, thankfully. There is, however, a national park just about 45 minutes from our house that has those things, and more. This is our mbwa, dog, queenie, and this is our new house, like the pink. In Kenya, people love bright colors and patterns, and things like tile murals on walls. And look at these lights. <laughs> our neighbors are all either Kenyan or Indian Kenyan. And Raina loves playing out on the field with the other kids. Our neighborhood also has this cool little kiosk, which is like a mini store. So if I ever made things like ndizi, bananas, or mkate, bread, or this stuff, which I have no idea what it is or how to say it in Swahili, then I can take a short walk and buy it. <clears throat> this is Njoki. She helps me take care of our home, and she helps me learn Swahili. Yeye ni Rafiki Njema. She's a great friend. One of the biggest differences about living in Kenya is the poverty here. In general, people have less of everything. Less money, less resources, less clothes, less food, you name it. Even with less, you'll find that many people are still so thankful for the things they do have. It's a great reminder to count your blessings and thank the Lord for his abundance of riches in your life. Tume shukuru sana. We are very thankful. Our life in Kenya, though we've only been here for six months, has already been wonderful. Of course, we miss you guys, but you can always come visit. Karibu, you are welcome. That's all from us. Have a wonderful time at Kids Camp. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So that is the ba- the bakers. If you didn't meet them, if you've come since they've left, they are a wonderful family. And uh, and like I said, uh, hopefully, actually, um, we know uh, Catherine Cook is going to go visit them uh, beginning in August for a little while. I think from August until December. Um, but if the, any of you are interested in going, loving them, supporting them, serving them in Kenya, there's always opportunities. And Lord willing, we're hoping at some point to, to have uh, something over there established enough that we can send a team to do work for their church, kind of like we do uh, in Honduras and Croatia now. But uh, So that's the bakers. The next thing that happened uh, in, in, in my summer was uh, a friend named Omri uh, Miles came into town June 28th to 30th. He was here. Um, and uh, basically, Omri is a, um, he's a pastor, uh, expositor's graduate. Uh, he's out in uh, Tempe, Arizona, um, and uh, he serves out there uh, with his wife. And they are um, planting a church in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is something that's been on his heart for a decade and uh, something he wanted to do. He ended up getting trained and then uh, being at the church and uh, serving at the church for a while. Uh, but they've established a team, and they are heading out to New Orleans to uh, begin the church. Um, I don't know if I wrote down the, the exact date. Oh, November 12th of this year. And so basically he was, he was going around to different expositors' churches. Uh, he preached at a few different churches. They're raising support. 
um, uh, just people to pray for them and to support them financially as they plant this church. They have a, a team uh, that they've built up there in Arizona that are making the move. They're moving their lives from Arizona out to Louisiana. Uh, it's, a, it's a hard area. He was telling me about it. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's inner city. It's uh, uh, a lot of crime, a lot of drugs, a lot of need for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so um, it's uh, him and his wife and their four little children, or five little children, and, uh, and they're all moving out there. I actually made, uh, I printed out some of his pamphlets for anyone that's interested in reading more about what Omri is doing out there and supporting him because he needs support. Uh, and the, they're looking for like-minded churches that, that will love them, support them, pray for them, visit them. Uh, I know he's already trying to rope Caleb Bird in to bring in a, a team of youth down there to help them. Uh, we used to do domestic mission trips in the youth group, and we haven't done that in a while. And so I think Caleb may be doing that this year. But Omri is a great brother uh, in Christ and, uh, and a very godly, mature man. And, and like I said, he's moving down there. I have these... This is his uh, church's, the Church in New Orleans website, if you want to look him up, Grace Bible Church in New Orleans. And, uh, and like I said, if you want to read more about him and to see basically uh, the, their plans for launching, their needs, that kind of stuff, he has a whole pamphlet up here. Uh, he wasn't able, he was only here from like Wednesday to Friday, and he was teaching up at um, Carrie Hardy's church uh, in North Carolina that Sunday. So he wasn't able to share these things with you. So I wanted to take this time to tell you guys about what he's doing uh, it fits right into the theme of everything else that was happening this summer. Uh, he's not going overseas, but he is definitely going into the world to establish a church, uh, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to, and to train up uh, men to, to know him and to preach his truth. So, like I said, be praying for Omri and for his family. Uh, the next thing that happened this summer, and this was a big piece of my summer, was we went to Croatia. So Croatia, we had a, a short-term mission teams that went to Croatia July 1st through 12th. And like I said, if I had known that our Croatian missionaries were going to be sitting in the room with me when I give you this update, I would have been like, you guys come tell us about Croatia. <laughs> but uh, basically, I had the opportunity to lead a team of, it was 27 people total, um, most of them from our church, and uh, one from Grace Community Church in California, uh, two that were from California but now live here with us and actually came with our church, Connor and Gracie. Uh, but we, went all, we all went over to uh, Krapina, Croatia, uh, to love on and to assist Chris and Nina in their ministry in Croatia. Uh, Chris is the assistant dean at the Theological Bible Academy there in Croatia. It is a, um, and, and Chris, you can, here's the brackets if you don't know them. I think you guys know the brackets at this point. Uh, and then, that's the best picture I could find online. <laughs> and then, uh, this is the, the seminary uh, website uh, that, that Chris is the uh, uh, the assistant dean for, is that correct? And so Chris now is moving here uh, to Georgia, but he's still going to play a part in the role there uh, at the, the um, seminary in Krapina. And he's also overseeing uh, many of the TMAI seminaries, is that correct, in, in Europe? Helping with the academics of many of the TMAI. But speaking of that, if you don't know what TMAI is, so it's the Master's Academy International, and uh, these are schools that the Master's Seminary has basically helped. Some, some of these schools were already uh, in works, and now they've come under the umbrella of Master's, and some of them were established by Master's, but basically they're uh, schools all over the world that are training up men to be pastors and to plant churches. And so there's one there in Krapina, which is one of the first, right, uh, of TMAI. Um, and the next thing we'll talk about in Honduras, there's another one down there called uh, Meta, uh, and they're doing the very same thing down in Honduras. 
Uh, but Chris is an elder, a pastor at the church there in, in Krapina, and he is uh, uh, assistant dean for the, uh, the seminary. They've been there since 1998, correct, 25 years. And so um, they, they, this has been their entire life, and their children have all grown up on the mission field. And like I said, it's a joy for us to know that they are here with us now. Uh, I know it is very, very hard for them to leave, and that was, uh, that was hard to, to see uh, being there. Um, but yes. Oh, thank you. I think I got enough, but I knew I kept stepping on it. I didn't realize I had undermined myself there. Um, but uh, so, so this is, so we went to Croatia. Uh, that's a little bit about what Chris uh, does over in Croatia. Uh, what we did as a team, a short-term mission teams, we hosted an English camp. For about There was 60 to 80 children, somewhere in that number. Um, and basically, uh, the, um, the, I think if you were to throw a VBS there in Krapen, I don't know if people would sign up to come to a vacation Bible school. But for Americans to come and to teach them English, uh, that's, that's a valuable thing, a valuable um, experience. And so parents will sign them up for that. They're very explicit up front. I mean, even on the advertisement, uh, that they are teaching children English through the Bible, and we're using the Bible to teach them English. And so we, uh, meet, we memorize uh, uh, English Bible verses. We memorize English songs that just have the gospel woven in them. Uh, we have a time of teaching, kind of like we do at kids' camp here. Uh, this year we taught through um, uh, just the, the faith of, um, I'm going to mess it up now, the faith of Daniel, the hope of Moses, and the heart of David, and then we talked about how all of their hope, faith, uh, and, um, and heart were, were centered in Christ. That's, that's what uh, was their strength and their driving uh, motivator, and then we talked about the confidence you have in Jesus Christ, your need for salvation. So it was a wonderful way to clearly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. On the last day, the pastor of the church there in Krapina was able to, uh, to share, I mean, to, to preach to the parents. They invite the parents to come, kind of like we do here at the kids' camp, and they, he shared the gospel with all the parents. They have resources there for them. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a very hard environment there in Croatia. The Catholic Church has a very tight hold uh, on, on the culture there in Croatia. And so for people to leave the Catholic Church for Jesus Christ is as, as, as hard as it would be to leave the Muslim faith. I mean, it can, it can, you can lose uh, family, uh, you can lose your reputation, um, and it, it becomes a, it's a very, you know, when Christ says, you know, uh, to, to take up your cross, deny yourself and follow him. I mean, for us as Americans, we're like, okay, I'll stop going, eating fast food and try to, you know, do what's right. But for over there, it costs you uh, maybe your, your life in the sense of normal life and, and the luxuries of life uh, to follow Christ. And so uh, there's a great need uh, for the gospel there in Croatia. One of the best parts about the camp is there was 20 to 30 translators who are mostly unbelievers, uh, most of them. I mean, a few came from the church, but most of them are unbelievers, but they've grown up going to this camp. They love the camp. They love the brackets. The brackets have built a great reputation in the community, uh, the way that they have loved and supported the community. And so these translators come out, and that's actually really the focus of the team. I and mean, we're sharing the gospel with the children. Uh, we're loving these children. Uh, but it's, it's hanging out with these translators after camp. We would take them, uh, go eat gelato with them, uh, invite them to dinner, spend time. Just uh, we, we played soccer and just anything you can do to spend time with the ones that are, you know, they're all 18 and older. And we're basically, that gives opportunity to, uh, to get deeper into their lives, to talk to them about, you know, where are they uh, spiritually, what, what are they thinking about life. And so that, that was really neat, getting to know a lot of the, the translators uh, and the volunteers who helped come 
uh, and spend time with us at the camp. And so it's a blessing. It was a great uh, uh, trip for the, for the team. Uh, and that leads us to the very the next thing and the last thing uh, to talk about is the, we sent a short-term missions team to Honduras, and they got back last night. You know, so they, they, uh, they went last week to Honduras. Uh, Andres Jimenez led a team. Oh, I forgot. I had a picture of our team. That's our Croatia team. That's, that's the team and a bunch of the translators, but that was the best picture that I had of the whole. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning, Yes. Well, and that's the blessing about all of our missionary. First thing, I don't know if you guys know, I mean, Shane was on the mission field before he became a pastor here at the church. And so even, I mean, he, he has a heart and a desire for missions. Uh, Shane spent... Uh, over a decade in Kenya, uh, uh, doing pastors' conferences and uh, uh, teaching at the the seminary there in Kenya, and, and then through that met Mark, and that and then brought Mark over here, trained him up, sent him back. I mean, you know, we have a very missions-driven church. Uh, I think because of the leadership, I had no desire come to this church. I never thought about missions. You know, I never, I didn't have a desire to lead a team or any. And being in this church has been such a blessing because not only did it just it really forced me to this place where I'm, I'm going overseas, meeting these men. But then uh, I, I believe because of the, the love of our church, uh, the love of, of uh, and our desire to support these missionaries, we've actually built relationships with a few of our missionaries that are very, very close. And the brackets, uh, I think, being the foremost, that we do love them and their family. Now they're coming here to be with us. And, uh, but, yeah, we've been over there for, for many, many years. Um, and it's the same thing with Carlos Montoya in Honduras. Uh, uh, this is the team that Andres led down to Honduras. Uh, we've been going down to Honduras, I believe, for the last eight years. Um, and uh, Andres Jimenez, our Spanish pastor, actually, I led the team up until this year. It makes so much more sense for Andres to lead this team. Like, <laughs> I was like, what in the world were we thinking? I, I know less Spanish every single year that I go down there. And Andres is, like, built for this. So, so he led the team. Uh, to Siguatapeque this year. Uh, this is Lori and uh, Carlos and Lori Montoya, and four of their six children. Um, six, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, four of their six children. Um, uh, and so they've been serving down in uh, Siguatapeque since 2001. Uh, so not near, not as long as the brackets, but very close. Um, and uh, and Carlos is the president and academic dean of um, Meta, which is. Uh, in English, the Evangelical Ministries of the Americas. Uh, in, in Spanish, it's Ministerios Evangelicos de las Americas. Um, and so this was established in 1998. Uh, Meta basically brings in and trains pastors from countries all over the Americas, Central America, Cuba, South America. Um, and they've uh, already graduated over 100 men that are out planting churches. They, you know, we talk about Krapina. We talk about Croatia being hard, you know, uh, South America is like just vibrant and like, I mean, the, it, it is crazy how many people are desiring to, to preach, to be trained up and they're going out and playing churches and the churches are, are thriving. And, uh, and it, it is, it is such a, a an amazing uh, ministry down there, an amazing atmosphere. Even when we go down there as a team, uh, they will allow us as a team to walk into the public school, to go class to class in each classroom in the public school, and to talk about sin and Christ and share the gospel and invite them to camp. So it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's just a very different, it's, it's way different than here, you know. And, uh, and so, um, 
basically, uh, you know, well, I'll tell you about Carl. So they, they, uh, Meta is like the overall ministry. Meta does two different things. They host conferences throughout the year uh, that pastors can come in to these conferences. And it's like short, it's kind of like our um, counseling conference. You know, you come in, you get trained up, you go back out. Uh, but then they also have a, a, a full-time seminary called SEPE there, um, and, uh, and it's, a, it's a, a seminary that is a branch of, again, TMAI, the, the missions agency I was telling you about for masters that establishes these seminaries. And, and they are training men to, to know the grammar, to know the theology, and to go out and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And like I said, they've sent out many, many men who have planned churches all over the place. And so what MEDA does for teams like us is we go down to Meta, and then Carlos knows like the needs that are out there and where to send teams. Uh, and so we've actually established a relationship with um, Carlos Aguilar, who is this guy. He is a pastor in a, a, a small village called El Securo, which is about 15 minutes from Ciguatapeque, and he's a uh, professor at the seminary down there. And so we go, we've been for the last four years going to El Securo. Uh, we do an, a construction project there at El Securo, and then we basically do a, a VBS. The VBS is, is huge. This year they had about 200 children come to the VBS, which is basically the whole village. After school, it's an after school thing because ha- we go down during their school year. But after school, they all leave the school. They come over to the church. We do this big VBS. And then Carlos Aguilar and his elders meet all the parents. Um, and they use this opportunity to, to connect and or reconnect with the people of the community. Um, this year also, I don't have a picture of it, but they, the, the thing we did this year instead of doing a construction project uh, we did these uh, bucket. It's like five gallon bucket water filtration systems. They're very simple. Basically, it's just a, it's a bucket, uh, you know, like a Brita filter with a, a tube that goes to another bucket. I mean, that's the the simplicity of it. Uh, but it gives them clean water. They don't have clean water in El Socorro, and so this allows them. And I, I, I should have. I should have put the video up here. There's a video of them pouring the brown water into the top bucket, the water they normally drink, and then it gets filtered out, and it's like crystal clear on the bottom, and it's just so cool. But what it also does, not only does it give uh, clean water to the people in the village, but it connects the pastors, not only this one time by visiting them, loving them, giving them these free gifts, um, but they, they're able to you know, tell them about the church. A lot of these people have been to the church, and just there's not consistency. But it also connects them because they uh, come back and change the filters out every so often. I don't know if it's every month or two months or three months. But uh, the, these water filtration systems become a great ministry opportunity because it, it keeps the pastors connected to the different people in the community. Not only are they showing them love by giving them something that is needed physically, but it, it allows them to be able to talk to them consistently um, and the church there in El Socorro has grown uh, tremendously since we've been a part of it. And again, not that that's a, a boast on our part. We're just to say, it's just a blessing to see. When we first came to that church four years ago, they had about 10 children in the church and about you know, 25, 30 people all together attending the church. And then the second year after the VBS, they graduated 50 children that stayed all year long and went through their little children's Bible program. And so this year, he said that uh, since last year, during COVID, the church shrunk again. Uh, but they had about 40 children that stayed all year long and a few families. Uh, getting men to go to church down there is like next to impossible. It's, it's mainly children and women. Uh, but they, are, uh, they do have uh, four elders in the church, which is a blessing. And there are some men that are becoming leaders there in uh, El Socorro. So it's a really great ministry. It's a blessing to be a part of it. And again, when we talk about these things, it goes back to Matthew 28, uh, when Jesus says, uh, Jesus came, spoke to his disciples before ascending to heaven. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 
Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to keep all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that's the call that all of us have. That, you know, and, and, and the, 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 the foundation, the strength, and the, the assurance that we have is Jesus Christ has all authority over all of these things. He's the head of the church. Not only does he have authority over the church, but all powers in heaven and on earth, what he commands is done. He finds all of his, you know, he says in John that all that belong to him will come to him, and he will give them eternal life. All of his sheep will hear his voice. Those who come to him, he gives eternal life. He, he, uh, no one can snatch them out of his hands, and no one can snatch them out of the Father's hands. They are one. You know, he, he just talks about his strength and his power and his authority over all things, over everything in heaven, everything on earth. We just studied Revelation, right? Everything that Christ commanded in heaven happened instantaneously, both spiritually and tangibly here on earth. And that's the way Christ works. He has been given authority by his Father. Um, He has authority over judgment. He has authority over eternal life. Uh, He has authority over all nations and all powers, both Satan and kings of this earth. Uh, it's just a matter of time. He's, he now is at God's right hand waiting for the moment that God says, go, and he will return. And he will reign on this earth as king for a thousand years, and all nations will bow before him. He already has the authority. Uh, it's just a matter of time before that authority is seen physically here on earth. Uh, but right now, while he is there and while we are here, our call is to understanding his authority, understanding who controls all things, knowing that he loses none and he finds all of his people. He sends us out to find them, right? It's your responsibility and my responsibility to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ to whoever he puts in our uh, uh, vicinity. Uh, we are to live faithfully to him. We are to obey all that he has commanded us, not only that, so that we can teach others to obey what he's commanded us, but to be living examples of those who are living in submission and obedience to Jesus Christ because he actually is our master. We don't want to be those who are proclaiming that he is our master with our lips but denying him by the way that we live. Um, and, uh, and even Christ says that. Those who love him keep his commands. And so our job is to know that he has authority and to go and make disciples. And the driving verb of this whole thing is to make disciples. And that's what we talked about at kids camp. That's what Chris and Nina are over there doing. That's what Carlos is doing. That's what Kyle and Maya and and Mark and Caroline are doing. That's what Omri is going to do. That's what you and I are called to do right here in Woodstock, Georgia, or wherever you work and wherever you are, is we're called to make disciples, you know? And I was talking to the kids about what is a disciple and what does it mean to make one, you know? And a disciple is basically... Uh, anyone who uh, listens to and follows, uh, listens to, learns, and obeys the, the teacher that they're given. And so we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We listen to what he says. We learn what he says. We follow him and submit to him and obey everything that he says. And we need to be living tangible examples of that to whoever sees our lives, not just on Sunday morning, but wherever we go. And we make disciples. Now, again, you can't transform or you can't breathe new life into someone. You can't on your own sanctify somebody. You can't open the eyes of the blind, but he can. And our job is to be faithful, to tell others who he is, what he has done, and then to show uh, in our lives that transforming work that he has done in us, that we are now a new creature in Christ, that we are now followers of Jesus Christ. And so we have to tell them about him. We have to tell them to obey him and to follow him. We have to tell them to be baptized and to be uh, to be identified with him and with the church. And that's our, that's our calling. So again, we can financially, prayerfully, and even with our time, go and support 
men and women that are out there doing the work in Kenya and in Croatia and in Honduras or down in Louisiana. But the thing we can't forget is that's our job. First and foremost, in our homes, with our children, with our family, and then right outside of that, in the workplace or in our neighborhood, with the people that God has put around us. Um, and, uh, and it's our job to wherever we are. And we have family members. I, I bet. I mean, it would be crazy if every single person in your family is a born-again believer that is following Jesus Christ. All of us have family members that need Christ. And you think about this. Think about it like the flip perspective. You know, you have the call to be faithful, to obey him, and to teach them about Christ and tell them about Christ. But think about, like, the big picture. Like, you have been brought out of the darkness into his marvelous life. You've been given new life in Christ. You're a new creation in Christ, prepared by him for good works. And you've been sent by the king of all the universe, the one who controls all things. He's put his spirit within you and empowered you with that. He's given you his clear truth of what he has said and what he has declared. And then he has authority to do the work. And he just tells you, just be faithful. Go and tell them what you know. Go and tell them what I've told you. You don't have to be a theologian. That's why I was telling the kids at kids camp. You don't have to go to seminary to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, but you have to be born again. You have to know Christ. And if you are his and you belong to him, then not only do you have the power, not only do you, are, are you with the one who has the authority, but you're also commanded by him. You're living in disobedience if you're not. And, and you're not doing the very thing that you actually are on this planet to do, which is to make disciples. And so, again, you look within your home, look right outside your home, look at the, the you know, if you've got relatives in Ohio or wherever they are, um, and, and be doing the work of living in obedience to him and showing people his transforming work in your life, opening up your lips, telling them the clear gospel of Jesus Christ, that they are dead in their sins, that God sent his son to die for them. And on the cross, he took our sin upon himself. He became sin for us and, and, and bore the wrath that we deserve so that we could have his righteousness. We could have his holiness. It is not by good works that we are saved, but it's by the blood of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. And those who are born again, they follow him because he is their master. He is their Lord. God is their father. And not only do we not have a choice, but that's our desire and that's what we want to do in life. And so be faithful. I felt like, you know, I want to give you a missions update, but I want to call you to the very thing we've been telling the kids here at the church and the very thing that these people were telling you about are doing. Uh, you all are missionaries in that sense, and you're on this earth to do the mission work of Christ that he's left us here to do, the Great Commission, which is to go and make disciples. So that's the mission update <laughs> for now. I'll, uh, I'll figure out what we'll do next week. And then we'll dive into Deuteronomy when we get back from Connection Sunday. So let me pray for us, and we'll be